Hey, it's Tom, and this is Forging Ahead. In this solo episode, as promised, I will get into what we're doing at Blacksmith that I think is different and unique, and I'm going to try to frame it in a way that is, you know, how I think we can be helpful to brokers and their customers. Try not to, you know, pitch too hard, but it may come off as uh, some self-congratulatory pitching, but we'll press forward anyways the typically the way that we get involved in a project so we're about to i think by the time this is published have won our fifth job and four of those jobs have come from our friends in commercial real estate brokers people that are out on the streets helping tenants find space and do the best deal for the tenant and help them think strategic about their real estate decisions. So typically what will happen is a broker will reach out usually via email and say, this is a company I'm working with and here are three bullet points on the job and they need help with X, Y, or Z. And X, Y, or Z could be things like moving, getting rid of old furniture, Uh, taking a look at what was left behind by a previous tenant in their new space, making a decision on what makes sense to reuse, what makes sense to get rid of there, and what makes sense to buy. There are, you know, tech tools like internet. Do people need hardwired ethernet? Uh, Is Wi-Fi okay? What service providers are in the building and what speeds do they have access to for this particular building. So there's a set of tasks there that I think if you're doing your first or second office opening, and it's usually a CEO or a founder or, you know, VP finance or a people operations person that gets tasked with getting this office open. So they get this set of of jobs that are outside their everyday work and they're expected to execute them really well on behalf of their team. I think it's hard, you know, there's no real training or playbook on how to do this. Like unless you've, you know, bought and sold houses or um, moved a few different times personally, you can start to wrap your head around maybe a a helpful framework or a process, but it's challenging. And I think that's the opportunity for us to be helpful. So let's use furniture purchasing as one thing to focus on for this episode. So what we will do is we'll have a conversation, you know, 20 minute conversation by over the phone or video, depending on customer preference. And we will listen to what they're hoping to accomplish in their new space. And when it comes to furniture, you're listening for timeline. When are they hoping to be, or maybe even stronger than hoping, when do they write their first rent check? Uh, Because after that first rent check is cut, every day that they are not in that space because of having no place to sit or internet is really painful. So thinking about timeline, thinking about budget and budget to me is an interesting one. I think 
the guidance that most of these folks get from the brokers is a dollars per square foot budget number on what they can expect to spend on furniture. So if that's been introduced early enough, that's helpful because furniture pricing uh, can be surprising how much it costs. And there are an endless amount of partners, vendors, manufacturers that you can go with. So we try to help the customer build a criteria list. So we're listening and collecting the criteria. In addition to timeline and budget, you know, there's a design element of this thing too. And, you know, the traditional infrastructure typically requires doing a fit plan. You take what the floor plan layout looks like and you put little boxes and circles in there to represent where the furniture is going to go so that the client can get a visual representation of what the space will will feel like, how it will work. So you have that design piece. You have um, colors, you know, manufacturers that they've used in the past that they like, what type of furniture they sit at today. Do they want to replicate that stuff? Sometimes we'll have people that show up to us thinking that they're going to do Amazon, Ikea, Wayfair style furniture. And I think that that can work really well if you have five people. If you have 10 or 20 people trying to coordinate Wayfair, Amazon, Ikea stuff, you are talking about doing, scheduling a bunch of deliveries, um, depending on like your building situation too. It's like, where is this stuff going to get delivered? Who's going to open the boxes, place the stuff for us, assemble it, get rid of all the trash and coordinate any returns of either defective stuff or extra stuff that we didn't need or wrong stuff that we purchased. To me, for somebody that has a full-time job that isn't just a corporate real estate person that is responsible for getting offices open, that's a brutal set of tasks and it gets worse as headcount goes up. So I think it breaks at five people if you don't want to have a complete nightmare on your hand. Um, so what we can do is we listen and to me when somebody starts talking about those solutions they're talking about budget being the biggest constraint. So what we'll do is we'll take that criteria that we we're listening for and we will invite them into a Google Sheet where we are building what we think makes sense for three options for them to explore for furniture. And depending on what the criteria were, they will see the options that we think best match what they need to do. So based on what they've told us, we populate a sheet with their options. The customer can go into the sheet with us and collaborate on what they think are you know, the best options. And we're doing this immediately. I think one big difference is if you're going to you know, work with a traditional furniture manufacturer, you're going to have the same call that you had with us. You're going to, you know, get your fit plan and you're going to get PDF style pricing that is usually not 100% accurate. So you're going to need to ask questions, uh, make edits, send it back. And every time that happens, you are 
minimum 24 hours, more than likely 48 hours before you can take the next step forward in the process. If you have a tight timeline, all these little 48 hour back and forths really start to compound and make it impossible to hit your deadline. So we are in a sheet working together. Um, the customer will go into the sheet and use the comment functionality to ask questions and to direct us on where they'd like to go. Basically, we start eliminating options right away based on what they want to do. Once we get sufficient feedback where we can eliminate some choices and refine what we think makes the most sense, we will add a new tab that is more focused and maybe it ends up with two choices. And you have two choices of what we can do with furniture. Sometimes that means we're using multiple manufacturers based on space requirements or pricing requirements or some kind of design aesthetic that you're going for. But we're building this custom project together in real time immediately. And I think it's been, that feels like, it, I'm not sure how this is going to sound, but to us, that's been a huge change. When you find the right type of people that want to do the work to move quickly at the beginning of the project in the first 72 hours, to be able to work immediately in a sheet, have them ask questions, be able to send them little pieces of information and um, have them be able to scratch the itch of doing the research and making sure that they are doing their due diligence on behalf of their company and their team and being a good steward of company dollars. It's been really well received. And oftentimes we can get to pretty close to what we call a working proposal um, in the first couple of days. So furniture can take a month or two months to get into a space depending on what you choose, but the customer can do their work in a few days and be done and move on to the next task to get the office open or go back to their regular full-time job. It's just, you can't do that working back and forth in PDFs and there are no real providers that can compete with us on you know, using multiple manufacturers and also uh, I've always hated in construction saying like value engineering, but it feels like it might fit for some of the stuff that people have pushed us to do. So some folks will um, use like really high quality contract grade furniture and then decide as we get close to the end of the project that they want to save a hundred bucks a chair and go with a lower cost thing than we typically had recommended or you know that was in the recommendations all the way through the project so they'll end up saying let's carve out a couple thousand bucks by going to this chair uh, and instead of doing integrated desk power let's come up with some kind of DIY solution with cords and zip ties which I think those words if you are if you know anything about this can make you really nervous because it can be messy but if it's important to a smaller startup that's opening their first office to do some things on their own and be scrappy, um, there are all these like little approaches we can take to help them save money. And I think there's, there's also a human psychology thing 
satisfaction that you get from doing the work yourself. So in allowing or helping the customer, you know, do some of the actual building of the furniture or, you know, setting up of the power or running some uh, Ethernet cables to their workstations, I think there is something interesting there. And uh, I think that's mirrored in the sheets approach where you invite somebody into a into a spreadsheet that you can collaborate on in real time, allowing them to lead and do the work, I think probably scratches an itch that I'm not smart enough to realize from a psychology perspective, but there's a lot there. So to guess, I guess to try to wrap this up and where I think we can help and to focus on the brokers at first, you know, our sweet spot so far has been 5,000 square foot deals. You know, maybe there's a 3,800 or a 6,200 in, in the first five here, but thinking about that 5,000 square foot deal where there are not a lot of people set up to help those folks, including, you know, internal project management teams at the big shops, um, third party owners reps typically don't get involved in jobs that small. There's a, there's a need for some help and we are set up to be able to help really quickly and allow the customer to do a bunch of the work themselves, help them avoid any potholes that they might drive into over the course of this process. And for us, the ability to take the ball and run with it and execute and build a track record, I think will be really attractive to brokers who can introduce us and go back to serving you know, the next tenant who needs to find space and negotiate the best deal for them. So you basically remove the headaches from the broker's bucket of having to help find furniture, find internet, think about getting rid of furniture, thinking about all of the tasks that need to happen to open the office. If we can remove that from the brokers and allow them to do these 5,000 square foot deals with, with less headaches, that's what I'm after, and I'm trying to spend as much time as I can with brokers where that message resonates. So I think that, you know, there's a chance that nobody will hear this podcast for quite some time or maybe ever. But if you are listening and you are a broker or you know somebody in brokerage that this message, something about what I've said about where we can help is interesting, I'd really love to talk. And I'm trying to get some brokers scheduled for conversations on this podcast so that, you know, we can pull some valuable stuff. There's so much information in a broker's head about how to navigate a deal that I think would be incredibly helpful to founders and anybody that will ever be responsible for opening an office. So I'll be interesting, interested to go back and listen to this episode. It felt really rambling. Um, I'm going to publish it anyways to continue to press forward, forge ahead, and try to build this habit. But um, it feels like I said the word interesting 700 times, and it feels like I was a bit all over the map. But uh, this one's going in the can and going out on the streets. So um, my goal with this transition point in getting us to what we're working on today will be to try to invite some people to have conversations that participate in 
you know, helping customers find and open offices. So uh, maybe other vendors, uh, like I said, brokers, maybe people that sit on the landlord side. I'm going to try to to spearhead a campaign to have a bunch of those conversations and push them out in hopes that it could be helpful to somebody. So if you got all the way here, I appreciate you slogging through with me. Have a great day.